When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Anita Marks with you. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first show back. Since the new year, myself, Tyler, Rebecca, with you each and every week, getting you ready um, each and every weekend. Uh, Hopefully, we have put a little extra cash in your pocket. All right, uh, before we dive into it, and I want to spend the first 30 minutes some breaking news today and, and just a few hours ago that the NFL has decided to not play Uh, the Bills-Cincinnati game to not pick up where they left off. Uh, I do want to open up the phone lines and, and, you know, I know this is a betting show, but, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, some really emotional, um, an emotional situation, an emotional game, not only for the Bills and Cincinnati, but for the fans and just NFL fans across um, the country in general, a number of people, obviously, if you've been following the storyline with DeMar Hamlin and, and of course, what happened to him on the field in Cincinnati, um, touching so many lives from Pittsburgh and so many players and coaches knowing him. So I, I, th- I thought, you know, um, not to sound shallow and not to sit here and talk about it. Here, here's the positive. The, pa- the positive is reports out of the hospital is that DeMar Hamlin is doing well. Apparently, he woke up out of his coma, and one of the first things he asked the doctor was, did we win the game? So that's, that's <laughs> I, I feel, I feel, I don't know about you guys, but I feel a little bit more comfortable right now uh, talking about hosting a gambling show, um, specifically when it comes to the NFL. Yeah, no, I think that, I think it's considering great. that that happened today I, with tomorrow. I think finally we so, get some really good news, and that's good. It's always good to hear, you know. Right, right. So, so with that being said, but but I but you know, so again, I I just I want to shelf that for a second, and you know, thrilled and and maybe relieved is the right word uh, in regard to the health of of Demar Hamlin and 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 what what happened there, what transpired there, but bigger picture is, you know, what does the NFL do now moving forward? And we'll open up the phone lines, 877-710-3776. I'd like to spend the first 30 minutes of the show talking about that. Uh, Daniel Wade is going to join us as well, coming your way this hour. Uh, We'll talk about what's going on with the Chargers and the Denver Broncos. Uh, What does it mean for the Chargers in regards to the fifth or the sixth seed? The fact that the Ravens play the Cincinnati Bengals at 1 o'clock, the Chargers game is the 4 o'clock game. What does that mean for them? 
So uh, we'll dive into that. Also, bigger pictures, the Chargers. Are the Chargers one of the teams that other teams in the AFC are fearful of right now heading into the postseason because of how well they've been playing as of late? I would hope so. So uh, Daniel Wade is going to join us this hour. Also, as always, I, I love we have, we have such great guests uh, that we bring onto the program. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, getting us ready for week 18 of the NFL season, as well as Bill Barnwell, uh, who's phenomenal uh, covering the NFL and, and has great insight and columns all over ESPN.com. Uh, Jason Fitz, you could hear him, ESPN National Radio, host a ton of shows and uh, and was really big into college football. Little preview, don't forget Monday night, TCU going up against Georgia. TCU uh, getting 12 and a half, kind of the side I'm on right now, but we'll do a deeper dive into that. And we'll get you ready for some NBA action, which by the way, right now, uh, and winner, winner, chicken dinner. I actually, uh, all over Denver today at the half, Denver's beating the Clippers 66 to 32. I had Denver in the first quarter favored by one and won that. And, uh, and, and coming into this game, Denver was only favored by six and also coming in was surprising. Not sure if Paul George was going to play because of the hammy. Um, this is the first game of a back to back for the Clippers. So wasn't sure if Kawhi Leonard was going to play, but sure enough, they're both playing and they're still getting their butts whipped 66 to 32. Uh, I also have the Joker Jokic over 11 and a half rebounds. Um, how many does he have right now? So he has, he only has four, so he needs to make that up (laughs) in the second half. Uh, he averages 13 against the Clippers. So, um, so we'll see what happens there, but nonetheless, uh, Denver up on the Clippers, 66 to 32, uh, Andre Snellings is going to join us on the program as well to get us ready for Friday as well as heading into the weekend and looking big picture in regard to uh, some of the prop bets that are out there with the futures. I should say futures bets, prop bets and futures bets, uh, who he has right now, who he would lay his money down on winning the NBA championships. So as you can see, jam pack show, lots of NFL talk, some college football, some NBA, getting you ready for your sports weekend. But guys, and, and, and Tyler and Rebecca, I'd love to bring you in on this conversation uh, because I'm curious, you know, this is, my first, this is my first time on radio since the Bill Cincinnati game happened. I just want to share with you and curious if, if you were in, in the same situation I was in. Um, it, was, it was Monday. I had worked during the day. I went, I took a soul cycle class, went to the gym, met some friends at a local restaurant slash bar to watch the game. We ordered dinner. We were having a glass of wine, a bottle of wine, really. And um, we were at the bar. We were watching the game. And I, what I, I love, I don't know about you guys, like I love going to um, more of a, a, not a high-end restaurant, but, but a nice restaurant, not necessarily a sports bar, but like a restaurant that has the game on the bar. And then, and then they put the sound on. To me, nothing's better than that, right? Like, I don't want to go to some divey sports bar that smells bad. I want to go somewhere that has good food, a great wine list. I'm sitting at the bar, I'm watching, and I've got the sound on. And so I'm sitting there with some friends, and uh, what had happened with Damar Hamlin went down. And I said, like, and and I said, I said, that's odd. Like, I didn't see him get hit in the helmet. So immediately, uh, you know, I, I thought immediately it, 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 he went down with some type of concussion. 
And then all of a sudden they started, you know, showing the uh, the reaction to a number of the Bills players and the Cincinnati players. And I saw that they had tears in their eyes and they were crying and and then really started playing, paying a lot more attention to, to what had happened. And then, of course, it was revealed. I immediately got on my cell phone. And I started texting a few top doctors here in New York City, uh, ones that I typically have on my radio show here in New York whenever there's uh, an injury with an athlete and I want some type of update and I want, an, I want a doctor on the show. And uh, they, they were texting me what they thought had happened. And sure enough, what, what they were texting me is exactly what had happened with, with Hamlin. But I, I was in no way, shape or form or, or you know, pay grade uh, to be putting that information out on social media. So, um, but it was really interesting, like just being in a social space and, and, and how like the entire bar and restaurant came together and the conversations we were having and, um, and, and, and how emotional it was. Did did you guys, did you guys experience the same thing? Were you home? Were you out? Were you around people? Were you watching it live? It was, it was a real emotional experience for me um, in, in such a public space. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't watching the game at the time. I wasn't in a position where I could have it on, but I was immediately getting text messages from people who were asking if I saw it and who were saying that they had never seen something like this before and that it didn't look good. So I immediately took to social media uh, you know, to see reactions of people that were watching the game and there was just this sense of coming together where everybody just kind of set everything aside, set, set the fact that they were watching a football game aside and really just took this matter as seriously as it needed to be taken in the time. And for me, that's one of the first times in my lifetime where I've seen something like this happen. And it's almost as if somebody just pressed pause on the world. No, absolutely. Um, you know, and, 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 and for the first time in, in watching the NFL and, and, and it wasn't just Monday night, it's been this week, um, which has been refreshing because a lot of times I don't feel that the NFL does, I shouldn't say value is not the right word, but I, many, many instances, I just don't feel that the NFL puts the player first. And, and obviously we've seen that this week, yeah. right? Um, more, more than ever before. And so, and so that, that has been, I think, special and unique and tremendous to see in regards to the NFL. And then that leads us up to, you know, where we are today and the fact that, that the NFL has decided not to, um, not to play, pick up where they left off the Bill Cincinnati game. And for a number of reasons, right? Like number one, um, and, and this has been talked about in regard to P- PTSD. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, I think it's going to be really, really difficult for these Bills and Bengals players to step back onto a football field, let alone to come back to that space where they had just experienced such an emotional uh, and frightening experience just on Monday. Yeah. So... I think I think that has obviously a lot to do with it. Um, I know that there are a number of players in around the NFL, not just the Bills and the Bengals, but a number of players in around the NFL that are you know that have reached out and are are in counseling 
every, by the way, every NFL team has a psychologist uh, as a part of the team, right? And so uh, they've been extremely active this week and with all 32 teams, not just the Bills and the Bengals. So, uh, so you know, first things first, um, you know, obviously uh, th- this, this player, Hamlin, more important than the Shield, which again, we don't typically see uh, when it comes to the NFL. Okay? Yeah, and I think so, it's so- I think it's indicative. It's indicative of just how ever evolving our sports are. You know, we're 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 constantly in a position where we're having to address things as they happen because there's so many new things happening for sports. Players are expected to perform at such a high level that we don't really see the repercussions and the ramifications of those expectations until something like this happens. And it's fortunate that something like this happens in the sense of we now know how to respond and we, we now know how to react and we, we now know how to be prepared for something like this if it ever presents itself again. And this situation is so unique that there might be a really long time between now and the next time it happens. But yeah, at, least, I mean, at least now we know. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was a total outlier situation in regard to, um, you know, the exact moment that he was he came in contact with T Higgins, uh, and, and his arrhythmia, it's, it's like one in a, in a gazillion, like in, in regard. So, so hopefully this, this never happens again, but nonetheless, um, I can't imagine how frightful it must be for the bills and Bengals players, uh, again, to step back on, onto a football field, um, and, and being fearful uh, that could happen to me, even though it's it's chances are extremely unlikely. Um, prob- I, I was reading I was reading the probability of this happening to a football player. They're they're more likely to get struck by lightning than this happening to a football player. That's just to just to share with you exactly what the odds are of this this happening yet again in the NFL. But still, um, I would imagine e- extremely fearful to step onto a football field. So with that being said, where are we today? Um, DeMar Hamlin is doing a lot better and reports are is that, you know, they're expecting him to make um, a full recovery. That is tremendous news. Okay. Uh, The NFL again has decided to uh, not play the Bills Cincinnati game. So what does this mean moving forward, the bigger picture scheme of things when it comes to the NFL, where the owners are going to meet tomorrow, but when we get back, I will share with you uh, what, what, are, what are some of the possibilities out there. Also, we'll take your calls. You want to chime in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. 877-710-3776. Anita Marks with you. This is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. 
Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Welcome back. Again, it is Bet LA here on uh, 710 ESPN LA. Daniel Wade is going to be joining us in our next segment. And I promise this is a gambling show. We will have plenty of picks and plays for you heading into your weekend. But I thought it was important because this is such big news. The news that DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin is, is doing better. And also the fact that the NFL has decided to not play this Bill-Cincinnati game. So what does this mean moving forward? Well, the NFL owners are going to meet tomorrow to decide how are they going to handle the postseason. Uh, now, there's some talk and speculation that what they'll do is they will open up the NFL postseason to an eighth team. How about that? And that there will not be a bye week for the first seed. So uh, is that fair for NFC teams like the Philadelphia Eagles? No, but uh, life is not fair. And in this situation has definitely presented some obstacles for the NFL. And, um, and maybe this is the only resolution. We'll see. But if it opens up the opportunity for an eighth team to get into the postseason, it changes things heading into um, this weekend, obviously, right? Because now you've got the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Patriots trying to contend for that seventh seed. Now two of those three teams will be able to make it in. And as for the NFC, of course, if the NFC does the same thing, and, and I would imagine that they would have to, that would only be the fair thing to do. You've got Seattle, Detroit, and the Green Bay Packers trying to compete and contend for the seventh seed. Obviously, if that changes, then two of those teams would make it to the postseason. So it just makes it extremely interesting. Let's go to Carlos. Carlos, welcome in. Welcome into 710 ESPN LA. Good evening. Happy New Year. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, as a lifelong Bills fan, you know, watching that game, uh, super pumped up for that uh, for that uh, game, you know, heading on to Monday and watching that happen, uh, it just really put a lot of things in, into perspective. You know, we we always badmouth players for not doing their, you know, missing assignments or missing a block or whatever. But when that happened, it was a true eye opener for me and my buddies were just like in shock and. Um, it, it, like, like we all realize now that, yeah, I mean, it is a game. It is, it is something that, you know, we take as entertainment, but, um, at this point as a Bills fan, I know this is not really biased, but if Hamlin makes this recovery, the only thing I can picture is, you know, Rocky when, uh, Adrian wakes up after, you know, going through her battle and, and she just tells Rocky, just go win, you know? And at this point, I just don't see anyone taking out the bills if Hamlin makes this full recovery, no matter where it's played at, when it's played at. Just the amount of adrenaline that's going to be running through Orchard Park, it's just going to be insane. I, I, I hear you, um, Carlos, and thank you for the phone call. Um, I, again, it, it and, and, and I, I hope that's the situation, right? I, I hope that this type of situation brings this Bills team together, um, and, and they play such inspired football, right, um, for their comrade who's, who, who went down. I, I hope that's the case. But, you know, again, we're only human. A lot of times we put, we put athletes on pedestals um, and, and, and we look at them sometimes as being superhuman, otherworldly. And 
I, I do believe this next game, the Bills are going to be playing against the Patriots. Patriots need to win in order to get in. The Bills are playing to try to get that number one seed, which, by the way, uh, th- there's a scenario as well that if it comes down, l- let's just say hypothetically speaking, it's eight teams and it gets dwindled down and it's it's the Bills uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs or it's Cincinnati against the Kansas City Chiefs, something like that. Uh, it, the talk there is that it will pl- be played on a neutral field, considering that the Bills in Cincinnati did not get a fair shot at trying to get the number one seed. So that's 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 another thing that's being discussed. Not only is it that the the pl- postseason potentially could become an eight team postseason, but also um, a neutral site location to be played in the AFC Championship. So that's on the table as well. But my point being is that I do believe it's going to be a hurdle, not just for the Bills players, but for the Bengals players as well. The step on the field, Cincinnati's going up against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the Patriots, uh, the Bills are going up against the Patriots. I think it could be a little difficult. Uh, let's go to Blake. Blake, welcome in. Blake, you there? Mike? I'm Mike. Are you talking to Mike? Okay. Uh, well, okay. if you're Mike, I was I was told Blake, but if you're Mike, welcome in. Okay, it's all right. Listen, uh, you know, you, first of all, the dramatization is too much. Look, it happened once before in 1971. His name was Chuck Hughes. He died on the field, got hit with a, a thick butt from the Bears, hit him. He's a Detroit Lions receiver. He went down. He was down. They carried him up in a stretcher. He was dead on the field. They told all the players and everybody else after the game he died. Um, so this has happened before, but I'm just yeah. But here, here's that. but Mike, here's here's what the difference is. But, but that's okay? not my point. That's not my point. No, ma'am. no, no. Uh, but I, but I, I think it's, I think it's. Imp- yes, it happened before. I'm, I'm well aware. I've seen pictures. This happened on live television on oh, a okay, Monday okay. night I'm game. I'm telling you, there's been there's been 1.7 million hits in the NFL in the last 50 years. There's never been an arrhythmia. Now, let me let me just say this, and you could say whatever you want, and people can believe whatever they want, but the truth of the matter is that in the last 38 years, last 38, athletes have had heart issues. About 1,100 of them have had heart issues, certain types of heart issues. Since 2020, the same number, 1,100 or more, have had the same thing and died. I guess uh, the, the, the percentage, about two-thirds of them had died. Now, if you, you're looking at this one thing on television with the Bills, uh, have you looked, has anyone bothered to look at all the things that have happened in sports in the last two or three years? Yeah, and I mean, why and, is that and listen, Mike, Mike, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you for calling. Uh, listen, it, it's been documented, and I understand where you're going here. Um, and, and, and I said this earlier. You know, this was an outlier situation in regard to the exact time that that DeMar got got hit and where his heartbeat with his arrhythmia was. It was an outlier outlier situation. But yes, it's been well documented in regard to the number of athletes who who've been dealing with some heart issues. Uh, yeah, uh, more so than years past that it, it, it is documented. That's for sure. But just talking about like the drama, 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 what's the word? I can't dramatization. 
dramatization, thank you, of, of it, uh, you know, this day and age, first of all, the fact that it happened uh, during a primetime game, number one. Number two, this day and age with social media. Immediately, you said, Tyler, you went to social media. I'm sure you saw the video. Yeah. It was posted all over social media. Yes. It's, it's, so it, it's, it's, it's having that, it's so tangible, it's so real, it's so in your face, it's so shocking um, compared to what happened, you know, over 20 years ago where, you know, what we see is a black and white photo. Um, it's just, you know, that's, that's, that's where the dramatization really begins and just the significant, the significance of watching it. Another thing is like the major, this was a huge, like Cincinnati in the, this was like a huge game. Huge game. There was, there was so much like implications, postseason implications that surrounded this game. Like so many people were watching and for it to happen like live on a primetime game, it's it to me it's understanding it's understandable why uh there's just been so much attention and and so much quote unquote drama uh this week pertaining what to to what happened to uh to Demar Hamlin. So anyway, I just want to bring up to speed on his status which is excellent, really really positive what we're hearing from the doctors and very interesting. Stay tuned to see what happens tomorrow. Owners are going to meet. Will there be eight teams now advancing uh, to the postseason? Uh, will the AFC championship game be played on a neutral site? This is all on the table, and it's going to be interesting, and a lot more will be revealed tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Quick break. We come back. Daniel Wade is going to join us. Let's do a deep dive into what's going on with the Chargers as they get ready to take on Denver. Are they going to have their best players on the field? Are they going to play their starters? Uh, how's that all going to pan out? We'll talk to Daniel next here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Uh, again, Anita Marks with you this evening. It is Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. If you took the Denver Nuggets tonight... Uh, by six, favored by six, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I enjoy your weekend. I certainly am with what I'm walking home with. Uh, they are up 90 to 53 against the Clippers. Without further ado, Daniel Wade joins us. A fantastic podcast, Locked on Chargers, as the Chargers uh, now have made it to the postseason, unlike last year. Um, but they're sitting there teetering on the fifth or sixth seed. Daniel, welcome in. Happy New Year. Uh, great to have you back on Bet LA. How you doing? I'm doing great, Anita. Thank you for having me back on. I know a much different situation than the last time we talked. They hadn't wrapped it up yet. Now it's all about positioning and if this game will matter. Yeah, so so let's break it down uh, for those that are – because it's it, – it really – it's a lot. Listen, week 18 is a lot. Like I prep each and every week. Obviously, I have to if I want to try to win money for myself and help other people win money. But a lot, a lot, not a little, a lot of extra time went into prepping for this week, trying to understand the dynamic, which teams need to win in advance, who's playing at one, who's playing at four. So this is this is where the situation sits right now. So as we know, the Chargers are sitting at five right now. Now, the Ravens are sitting at six. 
the Chargers can stay in the fifth seed with a win or the Ravens losing to the Bengals. Okay. Now the Ravens and the Bengals play at one o'clock. So where it stands, and, and by the way, the difference between the fifth and sixth seed is, is pretty significant, if you ask me, because now you're talking about going up against either the Jags or the Tennessee Titans in the first round of the playoffs, if you're the fifth seed, or going up against possibly the Bills, Cincinnati, um, or, uh, or Kansas City, if you are the sixth seed. So obviously, if you know a lot about the NFL, I was, I'd imagine you do if you're listening to the show. You, you definitely, if you're the Chargers, you, you want the fifth seed. But what they can do, Daniel, is sit back and watch and see how the 1 o'clock game plays out. If the Ravens lose to the Bengals, which I do anticipate them to lose to the Bengals, they're not expecting Lamar Jackson back, Chargers can rest their players. Uh, so, I mean, but you cover this team. You've got your finger on the pulse of this team better than, than I do, for sure. So tell us, how do you think this plays out? Yeah, I mean, if you look at any of the lines, you could tell almost immediately that it flipped completely. It went from the Chargers being, no matter, you know, depending where you looked at it, about three point, three and a half point favorites. Now they're underdogs in this game, which tells you pretty much everything you need to know as far as what Vegas or whoever thinks the chances are of the Ravens to upset the Bengals because the game still matters for the Bengals. And that's the important part is that the Bengals, unless they can win this game, might have a game against the Ravens where that game could be played at either stadium and it goes up to a coin toss, basically. So the Bengals are incentivized to at least play their starters in that game. So it does matter for the Chargers this weekend because the Chargers are definitely Ravens fans. You want to hope that potentially Mike Vrabel in a one-game sample size with Derrick Henry can pull something off against the Jaguars team that already beat the Chargers handily earlier in the season. But that game is a good reason to kind of look at this game and what the Chargers should do because in that game, it was the first game since Justin Herbert had fractured his rib cartilage. He did not look like himself, and I think if you're the Chargers, that pretty much tells you everything you need to know. If you do not have to win this game, if you can't gain any standing or positionings in the playoffs, you do not play Justin Herbert or your main guys in this game. There's just no reason to. Yeah, I I hear you. Um, uh Let's 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 do a deep dive into what's going on with this. By the way, full disclosure, um, I, I'm thrilled that the Chargers made it to the postseason. I wasn't sure for a while there. I was a little worried. Prior to the season beginning, I put out. I, I love futures bets. I know a lot of people don't like futures bets because your money is tied up for the the entire season, right? And and, and at least until your your wager is won. So with that being said, I picked both the Eagles and the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Um, I got the Eagles at 22 to one. I got the Chargers at 14 to one. I've got the Chargers and the Eagles as a Super Bowl matchup at 90 to one. So I like I'm a, I'm thrilled that they made it to the postseason, And I really feel that the Chargers are one of those teams. We know what you get with Cincinnati. You know what you get with the bills in Kansas city. I think teams in the AFC need to be really fearful of the Chargers and the Jags. I think the Jags beat Tennessee, and I think this is a Chargers team that is peaking at the right time, defensively, offensively getting healthy. Uh, what what has been let, – let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they get Bosa back. I know he played 24 snaps last week. But defensively, you know, how, how has this defense come around where now they've, they've got really the, the second-best pass defense in the NFL since the bye week? Yeah, it's a great question because of the situation surrounding it. Because 
you know, basically all four of those games you were without Joey Bosa and Derwin James, right? Or at least them on a limited snap count for one game each because Derwin James had to get ejected from that game and also, you know, suffered a concussion. And Joey Bosa played in limited snaps in the last game. So that's at least three out of four of those games you were missing both of those guys. And you still had the other guys step up and be able to do it. And it definitely seems like the turning point was the game on Sunday night football against the Dolphins, where the Chargers really, really needed it. They were barely hanging on to hope for a playoff spot. And they were going up against a Dolphins team who had just lost to the 49ers, but also really had been lining everybody else up the entire season. When the Chargers' young players bought into that game plan and totally just stopped and stalled that Miami Dolphins offense, I mean, if you think back to that game, Miami ended up scoring 17 points in it, but one was a 57-yard fumble picked up by Tyreek Hill, ran for a touchdown, and the other one was a Michael Davis, the Chargers cornerback, slipping and falling on a go-route by Tyreek Hill. So it was a weird game in that sense, but you saw the buy-in from the players. That game ended up leading to a big win over the Titans, back-to-back big AFC wins, and it seems like as this team has bought in, it has just propelled them to and where these last two games, they have back-to-back second-half shutouts. I mean, zero points allowed for the Chargers in the second, third and fourth quarters of the last two games in a row. And it definitely just seems like the players have bought in. Brandon Staley did simplify some things when he was missing his best players. But the simplification worked, and they have been buying into this game plan. And, I mean, they have been maybe the hottest defense in the NFL over the last four games. Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, you know, teams are only averaging 11 points a game their last four games. As you're talking about um, pitching shutouts, for sure. On the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, it's 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 been somewhat of a roller coaster ride with Mike Williams out a few weeks, of course, dealing with some injuries. Keenan Allen was out a few weeks. I know uh, Eckler has, has come out recently and said, like, I, you, you, you might we might want to share the load in the backfield to make sure I've got enough gas in the tank once we do get to the postseason. So, you know, I, I think I think if the Ravens do do lose, I think it could be a blessing in disguise that the Chargers could use this uh, as a bye week, especially for Eckler and, and the guys offensively, right? Absolutely. And, and it sucks for Austin Eckler specifically because he's two touchdowns short of going 20 and 20, back-to-back 20 touchdown season for Austin Eckler. Wow. Zero Pro Bowl appearances. I mean, that is nuts. Nobody has done it since a former Charger, LaDainian Tomlinson, way back in the day. And Austin Eckler is on the brink of kind of history in this last game. And we don't even know if he's going to play because realistically, yeah, he has talked about it. He's been very open about just the you know toll that it takes on an NFL running back's body. And they've had some other contributors, but really it's him. I mean, over 100 catches, third most in NFL history this year already with one game left to play. He leads the NFL in touchdowns over the last or two seasons, 38 since the beginning of 2021. He's just been electric. But if you have a chance to rest him, if you have a chance to rest Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, two guys who not only have been out this season for multiple games each, but also where you have definitively seen how much worse you are without those guys. And I think the Chargers have been able to build up some a little bit of momentum, especially in that last game, getting their tight ends more involved, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, being better in the red zone for sure. But if you have a chance to either try to keep this offensive momentum rolling or have a chance to rest these guys who are so important to your offense, I mean, I think you have to go with the latter. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Daniel Wade joining us uh, again, Locked on 
Charger podcast. Uh, make sure you download it, Spotify, I'm sure wherever you can uh, find your podcast. Um, Justin Herbert, 34 completions away from breaking Brady's all-time record of 485 on the season. So uh, that will fall by the wayside as well, I'm sure, if the Ravens lose, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he did have 57 attempts in the first time these two teams matched up in a 1916 mm. overtime game, which is, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you know, think that is, uh, would happen again by any means if the Chargers don't need it. But if the Chargers do end up needing that game and you're sitting there before kickoff, I mean, I think everything's up for grabs. Because if you're going to play for the five seed, play for the five seed. There's no, hey, maybe see a couple of drives and make sure the offense is still looking good. If the game's important, if you're putting him out on the field, you got to go for it. So I think, you know, if the Ravens pull off a miracle, if they're able to, with Alan Lamar Jackson, take down the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, I think there's a lot of things in play there, including that record. I think everything's on the table. To me, though, Anita, it's can the Chargers flip the switch if they need to, right? Because they're in such a weird position right now where these players know what's happening too, right? And I'm sure that the coaching staff is putting them through as just, hey, this is first string. You're playing as if you're going to win. But in the back of their minds, they know there's a good chance at least the veterans, the star players, that they might not play in this game. Can they flip that switch if they need to on Sunday? It's a great question. Um, You know, they'll be obviously watching that Ravens game at 1 o'clock. Right now, the line is Denver at home, favored by 2.5. No Nathaniel Hackett, of course. He was fired. Denver looked good against Kansas City. Not that they won. Uh, but they definitely looked better. The over-under is at 40, by the way. And again, Denver is favored by two and a half. Before I let you go, big picture here, and that is many feel that if the Chargers don't make a really good go at the postseason, Staley could potentially be gone. Uh, There is one coach out there who used to coach the Saints, Sean Payton, who allegedly is pretty (laughs) interested in coming to L.A. and coaching Justin Herbert. Uh, You know, do you feel Staley's on the hot seat? You know, the Chargers did make it to the postseason. How far do you think they have to go for Staley to keep his job? I have a very hard time believing that at this point in the season that Brandon Staley is going to get let go. I do think if the season at one point had continued that trajectory, if you have another season with Justin Herbert as your quarterback not making the playoffs, I mean, you have to be held to a higher standard when that guy is with you on a rookie contract for sure. Now that he's made the playoffs, based on at least what the Chargers have historically done, I mean, Anthony Lynn got four years, right? Mike McCoy got four years. Norv Turner got six years. The last two head coaches only made the playoffs once each in their first two seasons. I don't see it happening. Could they shake up the offensive coordinator position and just say, hey, we're not getting enough offensively because it's kind of the struggles? That seems much more likely. But then you throw Sean Payton in there, right? And that is the ultimate wild card because that has to be the worst-kept secret in the NFL that Sean Payton wants to coach Justin Herbert specifically. I mean, he's showing up at games every place, you know, every time he talks about something, it's like, yeah, a good quarterback would be nice, right? Would the Chargers be willing to make a splash? Brandon Staley was not a splash hire. Neither was Mike McCoy. Neither was Anthony Lynn. They haven't made the high marquee signings at head coach in their past. Would they do it for Sean Payton? I mean, there were rumors around them trying to go after Urban Meyer at one point. There were, thank God that didn't happen. There were rumors about him going after Tom Brady. So there have been rumors about them maybe trying to make a splash, especially as they're entering the L.A. market. I don't necessarily see it. I mean, that would be out character for the organization to let a coach go and pay them for seasons they're not going to coach. At the same time, it's Sean Payton, and that might be enough to potentially sway 
this organization who really is trying to capitalize on what they have right now, an exciting young quarterback and an exciting new market. Great stuff, Daniel. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, always great when you join us on, on Bet LA. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. I love it. I'd be happy to be back anytime. You got it. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation to have, right? Um, as we know, again, this is a Chargers team. They have made it to the postseason. Uh, but, you know, what's the weight in that, especially if there's somebody out there about, you know, Sean Payton with immense success in New Orleans who allegedly uh, is interested in coming in and coaching Justin Herbert. 877-710-3776. You want to chime in on that storyline? Would love to hear your thoughts on that. I love Sean Payton. I love Sean Payton. But Daniel's right. Do you fire Staley after... You know, he's he's really helped this Chargers team turn around and make it to the postseason. Uh, we'll take your calls next. I'll give you my thoughts. How am I playing this Chargers-Denver game, if at all? Also, I'll give you my play in the Rams game against Seattle. I know um, <laughs> a number of people here on the station love to joke and call this bet against L.A., but I might surprise you this week in regard to how I'm playing this Rams game. That <gasps> next here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. I see better than I hear, and I saw an inspired group, the way that they played. We came up just short, but get another opportunity to be able to to go up there and and what we know is going to be a great atmosphere and environment, go play our best and and see if we can, uh, you know, get the result that we're hunting up. All right, that's Sean McVay uh, talking about the Rams matchup, trying to play spoiler to Tyler's Seattle Seahawks, that's for sure. Not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we'll dive into that game in just a second. Uh, Denver Nuggets uh, open up a can of you know what on uh, on the Clippers. Uh, they're up one hundred six to seventy. One hundred six to seventy. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I've, I've got the game up here uh, in my studio, and every time I look up, they have they show Kawhi Leonard uh, staring at the floor and uh, Paul George biting his fingernails uh, on the bench. Is there a mercy so, uh, rule in basketball? So they haven't played Paul George, 14 minutes, Kawhi Leonard, 18 minutes. I think the writing was on the wall here. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I think since, since, since the tip, right. Since tip off. Yeah. Denver's been up. Mm-hmm. So there's that, by the way, Andre Snellings, um, my partner in crime, uh, from, uh, from daily wager, our gambling plat- platform at ESPN is going to be joining us, uh, in about 30 to 40 minutes, uh, getting you ready for some NBA action heading into tomorrow. Of course, the Lakers will be hosting the uh, the Hawks and uh, some other uh, other NBA games uh, with some plays and some prop bets. And also, we'll look big picture. Uh, what are what is what is the future future odds look like uh, across the board in the NBA with Andre? Also, Fat Jack. I've become very comfortable saying that, haven't I? Yeah, I think I think he's okay with that on. though. Well, listen, this is, he gave himself this nickname. That's true. He did. It's like Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect. Right? Oh my gosh. I have the funniest. Okay. So you, do you know, you know, Ryan Ru- Ruko? No. 
um, he's um, Ryan Russo. Ryan Russo. Sorry. He does the uh, NBA for right in WNBA. Okay. So, um, so when I first got hired by, uh, by ESPN, um, he was doing afternoon drives. And so I did a few shows with him. And so he says his favorite movie was Pitch Perfect. Good man's and got I, good and taste. I said, and, I, and I said, oh, I said, okay. I, like I was hosting like two weeks with him, right? So I said, okay, homework assignment. L- let, me, let me watch this movie because I'm, I'm on the radio with him for the next two weeks. Wait, I was you hadn't seen in. it? So, and I had not seen it. Oh so goodness. I said, okay, you know, homework assignment. Let me watch it so that I, you know, I can, you know, do my homework and come back and we'll have some really good content to talk about. So I come home and I'm like looking for Pitch Perfect. I'm looking for Pitch Perfect. And this movie keeps on coming up with like singing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Were you thinking I'm baseball? Like, you were. So, so, yeah. So I text Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, I can't find the movie anywhere. And he's like, what do you mean? It's like all over. Like you, you can't not find it. Um, you know, just go to prime or wherever and put you know put in pitch perfect and i said i am and some singing movie comes up he's oh, like no. that's it <laughs> i said what i said we're not talking about a baseball movie and he said nice. no we're not talking about like pitches and like the pitch of your voice as opposed to a pitcher just so you know trouble just, with the curve is a baseball movie i was just like oh my gosh really and so anyway i i so i watched it and i loved it yeah, it's I, great. I thought, yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic, but like, like I sat there, I was like searching for this That's baseball funny. movie for an hour, and then I finally text Ryan. I was like, Ryan, there's like I can't find the movie. Anyway, um, I know we've derailed here. How about them Rams? But <laughs> no, but I, I, but there was I was I was I was sharing something else with you before we. How did we get on that? I even now I've even I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, uh, Fat Jack, you were teasing Fat Jack. Oh, that's right. Well, no, because I said he gave himself that nickname, and then you said like like Fat Amy at with Pitch Perfect. So it's really so I become Tyler's very comfortable fault. calling right, our our handicapper Fat Jack Fat Jack, which I was very uncomfortable calling him that for the first few times he was on air with us. But FatJackSports.com, he's going to be joining us at the top of the uh, at, at the top of the hour as well. So just in about six minutes. Uh, talking, giving you a lot of NFL games, a lot of NFL plays heading into week 18. But nonetheless, okay, uh, let's focus in on what's going on here in our own backyard with the Chargers and the Rams. So how am I playing this Chargers game? I'm not. Um, I'm going to sit back. I'm gonna, uh, this is what I am going to do. At least I'm not going to play it right now. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch this Ravens-Cincinnati Bengals game, okay? And while I'm watching the Ravens-Cincinnati Bengals game, play out you know there is that thing called momentum you kind of get a feel you can't see it you can't taste it you can't hear it but yeah but it's there right um and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an an eye on what happens with the ravens and the Bengals, and i'm going to keep an eye also on this line with the chargers and the denver broncos and if by chance the Ravens upset the Bengals because, again, listen, are the Bengals the better team? Yes. But is that a team that's coming off a, a, a real emotional, devastating experience in what happened on Monday night? Absolutely. So, you know, do I think that the Bengals are going to win? Yeah, I mean, listen, they're favored by seven. But 
could the Ravens come in and potentially beat the Bengals? They could, right? So I'm going to keep a keen eye on that game and see how it plays out. And if I, if, 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 as we get into the fourth quarter, we get, it's a, it's a close game. It's a tight game. Um, I, I'm going to try to jump on this, uh, this chargers. Like can you imagine if, if the bang, if the Ravens win and now you're able to prior to, to, to that game, uh, it's closure. You're able to get the chargers with points against the Denver Broncos. So that, that's how I'm, that's how I'm going to watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep a keen eye on the Ravens Bengals game at one o'clock and um and 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 keep an eye as well on how the line moves and changes for the Chargers Denver game and try to jump if if the Ravens do win try to jump on that Chargers line as quickly as possible okay so that's how I'm going to play that also if Justin Herbert does play like I shared with Daniel he's 34 completions behind Tom Brady's all-time se- season single single season record at 485. So I'm going to play a lot of overs for uh, Justin Herbert over, over attempts, over completions, over, uh, over passing yards as well. Okay. So that's how I would play that. As for the Rams going up against your Seattle Seahawks, Tyler, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do like the Rams a few things. Number one. Yep. Your Seattle Seahawks beat the Jets, but the Jets have a lot of issues that they're dealing with. There, there was a lot of excitement about Mike White coming back and, and being under center, but um, just, just yeah. here's the thing. It, it's unfortunate. First of all, he wasn't a hundred percent because of his ribs. He did get cleared to come back and play, but he was not a hundred percent. And, and I think time away definitely changed some things. Their offensive line wasn't great. So I'm not sitting here looking at the Seattle Seahawks and going, wow, they beat the Jets. So impressive. I, I just offensively, I wasn't, I wasn't over, overly uh, impressed. Their offensive line still has issues and their defense is struggling and they struggle against running backs and they also struggle against tight ends. And that's who's utilized more so than not, even though, even though the Jets have a, a, a very good wide receiving core, um, that's who really a number of teams, especially the Rams now, keep that in mind, uh, utilize as well in the passing game. Yeah. Cam Akers has stepped up in a big way since he's come out of the doghouse. And uh, and Baker Mayfield, this is his last opportunity, right, to show what he can do, potentially get an offer from a team in the offseason uh, to come in and be their starting quarterback. And so um, I think Baker Mayfield balls out. And, um, and, and I think, I think Cam Akers has a big game, even though the Rams lost to the chargers, I still think the Rams come in. Now, listen, Seattle could win. I think it's going to be close. So give me the Rams and give me the six. Also, there is no incentive here to tank for the chart for, for the Rams because their, their draft pick is with someone else. Okay. So, uh, so keep that in mind. All right. So I I do like the Rams getting the points, even though I do believe your Seattle Seahawks are going to win. Okay. All right. I'll allow does make, it. Does that make Does that make you feel better? Anyway, quick break. We come back. Fat Jack Professional Handicapper, FatJackSports.com. We'll kick off our second hour. You're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.